This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Anne Nicholson-Weber. And my guests today are Kirsten Fitzgerald, Mirka Gerton, and Natalie West, three members of the five-member ensemble currently uh, acting in a very funny show, Abigail's Party at Red Orchid Theater. Uh, and I thought we would talk in this podcast, let's start anyway by talking about a sh- the, where the show came from. It was um, written by Mike Lee, but a- as people may know about his process, Mike Lee is the British film director and stage director. Um, he creates his texts using actors improvising. Is that right? Am yes. I kind of So it would be interesting, first of all, uh, maybe Kirsten, you could just start us off talking about how that may change the kind of writing that it is and the way that you act it. Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the uh, approach, I mean, as you said, his, um, his writing, he typically starts with a, a seed or, or an idea or even just a character or a situation. And from that, these, these really rich people are developed and, uh, and, and the situations then get, you know, exploded in the, in that writing and in that exploration. And, and what that means is that, uh, sometimes a lot of the words aren't, uh, aren't necessarily the important part. Uh, I think, um, you know, Natalie, you said something a little while ago about, uh, the way, the way that it was developed means that, that everyone's character story gets told. Yes. Everybody, uh, Everybody is explored through his way of writing uh, a movie or a play Mm -hmm. because everybody has to do their own work of, you know, an improvisational nature to uh, bring the piece to uh, its fruition. Uh, Everybody has to have input into what is happening between people mm-hmm. and the story that's being told. Well, there's there's an advocate for each of the characters in oh, the yeah. process, whereas you could imagine with a playwright, there's somebody he really cares about, a protagonist, and maybe other characters get short shrift. Here, there's someone in the room who's you know in love with presumably the character that they have helped to develop. So that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Well, one of the things, um, and Kirsten, you alluded to this, the, the dialogue is not writerly at all. In fact, almost all of it is incredibly banal. Um, so where the play lives, in my experience of it, was in the reactions. People say just kind of blah, 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 we're just talking at a part. The situation, maybe maybe uh, uh, you could tell us, um, Mirka, um, just explain the situation so people have a little context for where we are and What's well, going on? In you know, book? it's a party. Beverly and uh, is hosting a party. Um, her neighbor Sue's daughter is fifteen and is named Abigail and is having a party. And uh, my character Angela and her husband Tony have just moved into the neighborhood, so she's having a gathering, if you will, uh, to bring the, the neighborhood together and to, um, I think, show off. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, let's let's do. Um, since you so generously agreed to do a short excerpt just to give people maybe a little bit of a flavor for what this dialogue is like. 
I think she's had a few too many gin and tonics. So do I. And on an empty stomach. Really? Yeah, she's not had anything to eat tonight. Well, no, that was silly of her, wasn't it? Yeah. She should have had a meal. Well, we had a meal earlier on. Yeah, well, I had a meal. We had lamb chops. Did you? Yes. Uh, I had a little frozen pizza. Mm. And she's trying to keep up with us. Yeah. And another thing, Ange, you know... I think her nerves give her a nervous stomach and then she has a few drinks and that makes her sick. I knew that and I thought that's what brought us on. Yeah. I feel a little bit sorry for her. So do I. You all right now? Yes, thank you. All right, Sue. Oh, come through. Yeah, she still looks a bit pale, doesn't she, Yes, I'll take that. Sorry. No, don't worry about it, Sue. Yeah, all right, you sit here, and your soda water's there. Now lean forward, That that's it, there you go, make you comfortable. Now look, Sue, I've made you a little black coffee, and I've made it nice and strong, and I haven't put any milk in it, in case that makes you sick again. Actually, I think it would be better if I didn't. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, all right. I'll tell you what I'll do, Sue. I'll pop it on here for you. Now, Sue, will you try and sip that for me, because it will help to revive you. Have you got a headache? Yes, just a bit. Would you like a little Aspro, Sue? Oh, no, thank you. Are you sure? No, she's better with a soda water because it only bring it up. Oh, oh, I've got it. Oh, no, I think it's here. Just a minute. I think it's here. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Okay, now look, Sue. Look, this is just a very light perfume. Actually, I- I'm all right, actually. Oh, no, Sue, because you just want to freshen up a little bit because when you've been vomiting, you feel horrible, don't you? Mm. Oh, yeah, isn't that lovely? Yes. Yeah, it's Estee Lauder, youth do. Thank you, that is great. Um, so let's talk then, as I think probably listeners will have realized, again, as I said, that the dialogue is is kind of just very regular conversation and not terribly fascinating. What's What holds one's interest throughout this play is what's happening non-verbally between these characters. What mm-hmm. are some of the things that um, that might be going on beneath the surface in that in that scene? Well, uh, what has just happened is one of the one of the party guests has gotten sick because we have been feeding her a little too many gin and tonics. However, even though uh, I, uh, as Beverly, have been, I, I do I do a lot of pushing. Yeah, of the drinks. Yes, because I came in asking for a glass of sherry. Yes, <laughs> and I got gin and tonic <laughs> after gin and tonic after gin and yes. tonic after gin and tonic. And uh, yes, uh, it's established early on that uh, Sue, my character, is a lightweight, mm-hmm. but yet uh, she comes in and and is told right from the get go, uh, you'll be having gin and tonics mm-hmm. because I'm able to uh, provide gin right. and tonic right. as. Her character, Beverly, is uh, of a status to be able to serve many different kinds of spirits. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, that's an expensive night right. for um, a household. Right, right. Yeah. Well, one of the, let's just go on a little side road for a second. One of, a lot of the humor actually comes um, as the characters get more and more drunk over the course of the evening before our fascinated guys. And I wonder, just technically as actors, if you can describe how you do drunk 
what do you have to think about and, and uh, what's the effect on you um, in, your, as your, in your performance? Maybe, Mirka, you could start. Well, for Angela, it's like all about the eyes. I think that she's, a, you know, she's taking everything in, and mm. I have big eyes. So we kind of play that up with the, the fake eyelashes and sort of just looking at everything like it's a new, shiny, beautiful thing that uh, right. is really exciting. And, and for me, uh, the drunker I get, the, the heavier the eyelids get, <laughs> and maybe one moves a little slower than the other one, and uh, just sort of slowing down the speech a little bit is good in the posture kind of like from being you know straight up and proper and trying to make a good impression becomes a little more loose and uh flexible and uh, cozy you mm -hmm. know so that that that's a good place to start and then mm -hmm. you kind of working with the rest of the team you can see how far they're going do you need to match that or do you want to mm -hmm. like you know follow them or you know and i think too a lot is trying to act sober i don't think i'm acting as drunk i think i'm trying to just act Right, right. Get, get it together. You know, you want to look good. You want to look pretty. You know, stand up straight, and then you just you can't help yourself. Cause yeah. You, and you know, um, you know, when I look at the script, I've had literally eleven gin and tonics. Uh, and what's mm -hmm. going on between you and Tony mm -hmm. starts to uh, unravel as well. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> the boundaries start to get crossed mm -hmm. more and more. Right. Even though Beverly comes on pretty strong at the beginning. She it doesn't have a lot of boundaries, so. actually. Right. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But boy, you add uh, add a few gin and tonics to that mix, and and the what little boundaries there there were, right, uh, really disappear entirely. Entirely. <laughs> well, let's go back to um, this idea that so much of this play lives in what I would call the reaction shots. Mm -hmm. You know, it did that affect the way that you rehearsed. Can you talk about how that evolved? Was it an individual process? Were you talking about it a lot? Um, Shade uh, talked a lot about each character, who they are, what's driving them, um, where they are, um, the socioeconomic, you know, the, mm -hmm. the macro to the micro in terms of all our characters. Mm -hmm. That's and Shane Murray, the director. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. And uh, um, that uh, sharing those things about everybody with everybody uh, gave everybody um, a sense of how to be with each other, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we did, we did, we rehearsed all in the same room all the time. There was not a lot of individual work just you know in terms of one-on-one -on -one rehearsals it's uh, oh. it's kind of an impossible play i think to to rehearse that way because there's except for the very beginning there's right. never only one person mm -hmm. on stage yeah and basically you're all there almost all the time mm -hmm. um <clears throat> well w one thing that i think i have always imagined much much be difficult for american actors doing British plays, and certainly can be difficult for American audiences watching British plays, is that we're not very tuned into the class structure, which mm -hmm. is, I think, crucial in most British drama, and certainly is at play uh, in this in this play, as I understood mm -hmm. it. Um, so, how do you go about? I mean, first of all, there's the the dialect issues. Yeah, we uh, we worked with a fantastic dialect coach, actually, Eva, Eva Brenneman, yeah. and uh, she and Shade uh, had much discussion beforehand. We we all live in this same neighborhood. However, over the years, the neighborhood has changed mm -hmm. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, Sue having been here the, the longest, um, you know, is of, or what we had established was that she is of the, probably at the top end of, of where we are, the, mm-hmm. uh, of the, the middle class. So the we, most we all live in this in middle the, yeah. class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she is actually absolutely at the top end of right. that, mm-hmm. uh, in this world. And, um, Beverly and Lawrence would be on the next sort of step down. However, we, the fact that we are aspiring to be of higher class means that we may, especially Lawrence, um, in that mm-hmm, way, yeah. we may push some of the more uh, posh sounds, or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to sticking with you know what we what we know or what we grew up with, and right. then Tone and and Angela having just moved to the neighborhood, maybe uh, or of the of the you know lower middle lower middle end. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, then the other big thing to talk about is comic acting, because Mm. um, this is a really very funny play. It's not a funny play on the page, I wouldn't think, at all, or hardly. I mean, I could imagine reading it and not getting that it would be funny. Was that your experience of it, or did you already know? I thought it was funny, but I have a sick sense of humor, so I was excited. (laughs) The the things that I thought were the funniest are are not things that get laughs. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And so... On the page, you know, it seemed funnier in certain parts, and then you know, uh, but a lot of it is reactions, or you know, especially for Angela, you know, to to see what's going on, certain things, mm-hmm. or the way she talks too loud, maybe, you know, uh-huh. sort of things that we found together, you know, uh, or the you know the way uh, my husband Tony will try to get me to be quiet, um, right. And I keep talking about boring things or things that, you know, that's not in the script. That's the hand on the shoulder that begins mm, to be more and more insistent. (laughs) Right. Oh gosh, she's talking about it again. Right. Like that's, you know, that was fun to play with. with, Yeah. With uh, Danny McCarthy. Yeah. He's hysterical. Mm -hmm. Really. He probably has by far the fewest lines in the show. Oh yeah. And he got a lot of the laughs without without speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Well, it's the comedy of the painful moment, That's which true. there uh, are so many, you know, just awful, icky mm-hmm. moments that are delightfully funny for the audience. Right. It's interesting because I don't often like that kind of humor. I don't like humor at expense of people mm-hmm. um, in general, but I did laugh a lot at this. And it, it felt, I think it's maybe more humane then that makes it sound. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those just kind of crude, uh, mean spirited. Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, well, so how, when you rehearse comedy, there's no audience. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything back until your crickets. Preview. <laughs> <laughs> how does we the, had a very demonstrative director? <laughs> we did. Yeah. Oh, so you did. You <laughs> did get lots of shade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Giggly, shade and yeah. Benno and yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and our the stage and, manager Stephanie. Yeah. Was they they'd be giggling a lot, but then they got kind of used to it. You right. Know? So you'd start to say, was that not funny? Cause no one was making it. What happened? Right. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it's fine. We've just seen it 80 times. Right. When you it's a little audience, less it's funny than yeah. 80. Yeah. Well, and right. then we'd get a couple of designers in the room or Eva Brenneman was a great audience, uh-huh. you know, when she would come to listen. She'd yeah. She's got a wonderful and then big we, laugh. We also started to crack. Then we all started each other up. Yes. <laughs> At least we think we're funny. <laughs> Each other. Yes. At least rehearsal out, so. goes by yeah. faster that way, right? That was uh, right. that's always an adventure. Uh, so previews hit and the audience comes in and mm-hmm. was it different than you expected? Was the reaction, audience reaction, what you expected mm-hmm. were different? I think so. It was 
much, uh, there, it was much bigger even than I, it was more, much livelier than I really oh. even ever sort of imagined and anticipated. From the very beginning. From, from the very previous. beginning. Mm-hmm. Have, you had, have you had change. any dead nights? We've had some dead nights or some, uh, or some odd nights, but they're not. It's hard to judge it's because we have weird. really big nights where people yes. see, we have to hold where for a it's long raucous. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we have to hold for a really long time while, until the audience stops so laughing. So down to see mm-hmm. the next so line. In, in comparison to like a softer night, you know, we, we're sort of like, well, you know, last night was kind of dead compared to last night. And I'm like, wait a minute. They are still smiling and enjoying themselves. They are laughing. It's just last night was a rock concert. So, yeah. you know, you can't. They're not as demonstrative. Judge. It's always a little different. Yeah. You know? Well, and different audiences too laugh at, I mean, just get different things. I right. mean, that's something with live theater that is, you know, sort of why I love doing it. But, mm-hmm. the, but in particular, uh, there was one night this last week where they were really some, the audience for whatever reason was really cued into the reactions. And so mm-hmm. those laughs were not necessarily happening on the words but we were holding, having to, you know, hold a little extra long because what they were laughing at was like the five, the four people in the room reacting to what the that fifth person just, just said. Uh-huh. I sit backstage and count seconds because something will get said, and then there's a little titter, and then the wave of laughter comes uh-huh. three seconds after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very interesting. That's fun. Uh-huh. Well, what are the hazards of a res- an audience that's very responsive. What are the what are the uh, problems that they can cause? Well, there. I mean, there is absolutely the danger, and this is something that we did we addressed in that first week of 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 us, you know, pointing out the mm-hmm. the you know the laugh spots or takes or or you know. Um, and uh, because and you th- get you love to get those laughs, and then sure, you start to kind sure. of ask for them too much. Yeah, and I mean, there's absolutely that danger. I think mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I guess I, I I find that the the you know the the people that you know Natalie and Mirka and Larry and Danny are uh, brilliant actors, and and the the thing that that we always come back to is the truth of the situation is just having to really, you know, open your eyes and, 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 and reground yourself right there with the people on stage. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, breathe and take that laughter in and take the audience in. But if you can, then you just may have to make sure you come back to the truth of the situation, yes. which is what's funny actually. Right. Yes, so, well, that, that raises an interesting question. Um, very fundamental question about how an actor experiences a performance. Um, I was, um, talking recently to uh, another actor from actually another country, a different theater culture, who was saying that um, she and her company really aspired not to be affected by the audience, that they felt that that got in the way of the relationships on stage um, and that their job was to be completely uh, living in the relationships with the other actors and essentially just shut down, shut out the audience. So I'm wondering, um, that must be harder to do in a comedy. But no matter what, you have to be doing both. You, if you're going to be experiencing the audience at all, then you're not your character, right? When mm-hmm. Anytime you're listening to the audience or feeling the audience, then you're an actor, not the character. So how do you how do you mediate that? How do you go back and forth between having a relationship with the audience and 
being in character and being in the relationships that are on stage? It's a pretty tough question, but mm-hmm. it is, and I think a lot of people will have some different answers mm-hmm. for that. I'd it's say very personal. It, in terms of this piece, it's just staying in the moment with everybody that we're at the party with. Mm-hmm. And um, I find if I just come in and stay in tune with everybody, I can take in the audience as well, but I'm serving the play and serving my act, you know, my fellow actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, p- a part of the joy of being an actor is taking, uh, being there with the audience. I, I uh-huh. to, to just dismiss that, uh, that doesn't work for me, uh-huh. but uh, um, I can respect that that's a way to work, but uh, uh, it's kind of in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Well, is it like a separate track? Is it parallel tracks? There's this some little part of your brain that can be registering the audience and another part of you that's the character, or uh, can you describe I, at all how it feels? This is a really tiny theater. I mean, it's yeah. small, so if there's somebody in the front row you know, who's talking or moving or, you know, like eating candy or you know, falling asleep or is drunk. I mean, you, you can't help but notice that. I right. Mean, you, it, you're aware that, you know, you're supposed to be in the moment, but then you've, there's stuff going on, you know. You, or if, so, if, the, if the audience is laughing so hard and so long and you have to repeat your lines a couple of times mm. so that they, they hear what you're saying, you have to be aware of the audience, but you're right. still in you have the to moment. to be adjusting. Uh-huh. So you're... You know, I think that you just, for me, I'm just that character, you know, dealing with these, this other world that's, you know, I don't know, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. But I think if you're in a big giant theater, it's different than being, you know, these people are like at our knees. Right. That close. For better and for worse. Yeah. yeah, And I, I tend to even sometimes then ultimately feel sort of a responsibility for taking care of the audience Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, as, as, uh, that while I'm, um, you know, living in this world and, and telling this story and being true to the, the script and, and my other, you know, fellow actors on stage, there is, you know, there is a, a responsibility that we have to the audience to, to share the story, but, um, and, and also to, you know, uh, there, that, that it's that give and take of that, you know, sort of in the moment thing that's happening with us on stage as well as between us and the audience. Mm-hmm. There is a, I don't know how, you know, if parallel track or, or dual, there's a dual awareness mm-hmm. of, of me as, um, Beverly mm-hmm. and, uh, Beverly as a host at this cocktail party with these uh, guests, as well as a host with the, of these, these audience. Well, it sounds like both you and Mirka have said that the person who's interacting with the audience is not the actor, not Mirka, not Kirsten, mm-hmm. but it's Beverly or, is that is that right? It's your character is Angie, who's yeah. I don't think that you 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 have to be aware. Like Kirsten said yesterday, that she was suddenly very aware of how she was holding her cigarette, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think that that's Kirsten. You know, looking at the cigarette, like oh my gosh, this is really different. But and I was saw her, but she was still very Beverly. You know, like moving it back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think you 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 kind of you're you're wearing that that character's clothing. I mean, you 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 know, they're like a blanket around you. You know, you're. Mm-hmm. become one, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you, 
you can't help but know that they're there. I mean, they're right, there, but you right. have to, you know, there when you do respond as Beverly and yeah. or as Ange or as, yeah. you know, like if a, uh, there was a night when we had a glass break, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't just leave it. We had to make sure the glass wasn't somewhere where anybody was. So I, you know, as Beverly, you deal with that, Right. you know, right. It's a whole yeah. different world when you're that tight, you know, that close and our, and our, our, you know, our set is tiny. Yeah. And we're on top of each other and then we're on top of the audience and right. the audience feels like they're at the party. Right. I mean, you can talk to anyone as they're walking out and they say, man, you really wanted me. I really wanted to have a cigarette and <laughs> after that show. So uh-huh. kind of I, it was the potato crisps I wanted. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you, you know, you're, you're sort of in it together and you can mm-hmm. feel their, you can feel their um, energy. You know, mm-hmm. if they're not, feeling us if they're not paying attention it's mm-hmm. like if we know that we've got to pick up the pace or you know kind of slow down if i'm talking way too fast you know you're kind of you know it, it's like you're riding the same wave so to, to think that we just totally cut them off and do our play i don't i don't think i could do that right it's possible are there ever times when you want to um for instance you have a very rowdy audience do you ever adjust your performance in order to tell them to cool it because it's actually getting in the way of the play? Has that ever happened? Can you imagine? Uh, you know, the only time that we we had a night the other night that it wasn't the audience as a whole being too rowdy. I haven't, you know, because if they're enjoying themselves and they're with us, that's good. It's really good. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so good. Um, we have had. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had, we had a few, uh, a few women who were sitting, uh, this was a couple of weeks ago who were sitting in the, in the front row, uh, just to the side there. Um, and they were with us. They were enjoying us. Um, but they were talking, they were talking oh. out loud back, you know, and, and uh-huh. truly, you know, they were laughing and, and they had some gin and tonics, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. to the show. but anytime, yeah, somebody, and what they were doing is pointing out all those reactions. Uh-huh. Did you see that look on his face? Right. He did just you? said talk again. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Said talk again. <laughs> oh, did you hear the way she said? And, uh, you know, yeah, that, yeah. and so there was that conversation going on. Running commentary. These, yes. And we, we did actually, we did. Uh, have the uh the the house manager address it at intermission yeah. and just say please 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 keep in you know please enjoy yourself we want you to do that but if you could save your conversation for afterwards right. and they were completely unaware of the fact that they were having conversation wow because it was just part of the way that they were enjoying themselves it. so yeah. it is a challenge yeah it can be challenging to 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 stay focused when you when you do when you're that close right um, well, before we, before we started recording, um, one of you was talking about one of the challenges of this script being that it's very repetitive and that's part of the banal quality of it. People just kind of keep saying the same things <laughs> over and over. Um, but I thought it was interesting to talk about some of the challenges that that presents. It, uh, left us in limbo for a couple <laughs> of weeks, I think, uh, yeah. uh, of rehearsal because we could not figure out this is why we're struggling to get off book. Mm-hmm. This was a script that was very hard to get off book, I yeah. thought. Yes. And uh, it's because of the repetition. Beverly, every two pages, is saying, who's for another drink, you yes. know? And uh, then, well, what drink is this? And uh, <laughs> what happens next? This I'm, I'm drinking. I don't know. Or... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, am I sitting here or am I sitting across the room? When oh. we're going to dance, yeah. you know. But then 
as, you know, rehearsal process, uh, uh, makes happen, you, uh-huh. it finally comes together. And uh-huh. it's, uh, I, I can't tell you the day or moment that it clicked, but I can't it kind of did. Yeah. Know? It would come in oh pieces, but I yeah, there were days I mean, when we were. And by previews it clicked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's good. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but there were absolutely days when, yeah, when we would we get, once the, once the pages were out of our hands and we lost sleep and we were, you know, we'd come to a spot where the same, you know, we're going to go for another round of drinks and nobody knows what comes next. Where are we? Yeah. yeah. Poor Kirsten has to make a lot of drinks. So she would, you know, make a drink and then turn and be like, okay, I don't know who I just made this drink. Is it her drink or is it her drink? Where's this drink? Right. And I was just like, she would look at us and we'd be like, I, we don't know. We don't know who's drinking. I'm drunk this. already. Yeah. Right. I would call Kirsten and say, I don't know if we can do this. Yeah. We're all going down. Oh my God. Can we postpone this for like two days? Yeah. Well, luckily mm-hmm. you didn't go down and the show went up and I hope people will come to see it because it is a very funny and touching actually that would be it would be uh giving the wrong impression um, to just talk about it as a laugh a minute but it is very funny thank you so much for joining me thank you thank Thank you. you